Hi, I'm Dr. Taryn McCarthy, business owner, orthodontist, motivational speaker, and mom. After 20 years of striving for success in business, I'm starting the conversation about the business of happiness. True success in life is realized when we achieve inner fulfillment. Join me in the conversation with business leaders and entrepreneurs looking to reignite their passions and redefine success. Welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and today is going to be a great day. Every single day has the potential to be a great day, even the ones that start off not so great. Even those, because we know that sometimes in those lessons, in those uncomfortable places, we learn the most, even in business. Even in business, when things start falling down, that's when the learning takes place. I know it's uncomfortable to hear, but every single day has the potential not just to be a day, not just to be another day, not just to get through this day, to be a great day. And what you don't know is many of these solo episodes, in fact, 99% of them, I record on a Monday morning because I love to start out my week with this enormous positivity because this is how I infuse my work week with positivity is by starting out bringing this incredible, great resource to all of you to help you find happiness in business, in business ownership and in work, in leading your team and in being the leader of your own dreams. So with that being said, today we're starting out with a really interesting, uncomfortable conversation because I have a feeling that all of you incredible, high-achieving, success-driven, giving, 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 caring women and men out there who are listening to this episode all share possibly a very similar trait of giving too much. That's what we're talking about today. And it's so easy for us to do. It's so easy, especially if you're listening as an entrepreneur, when you wore all the hats, when you first started a business from scratch, you know what that looks like, giving too much. Especially when this is your business and your family depends on the success of this business and you're going to make it work no matter what, it's possible you're giving too much especially if you have been modeled this by all the incredible high-achieving women in your family, all the women who have had that mothering instinct that just wanted to do more and more and more and martyred themselves, you may be doing too much. So let's start out with this quote from Karl Lagerfeld. Don't sacrifice yourself too much because if you sacrifice yourself too much, There's nothing else you can give and nobody will care for you. Whoa, that's a tough one because what's so fascinating is we do the sacrificing of ourselves too much for the exact opposite intention. We think that people will care more for us. We want more approval. We want more love. We want to show our worth more. And in fact, it does the opposite. In business, and in life. 
So let's talk about it. You know, one example that I have in business, and I think so many incredibly high-achieving, success-driven women do this in business, and that is sacrificing their own body. I did it myself when I first had my first practice, and I was running the show. I had everything going. I was doing the home life. I was running my household. My husband was in a residency program, so really was missing in action 90% of the time. And here I was running a business, running a household, having the babies, doing the groceries, doing the laundry, doing it all. And here's the thing. So many of us are capable of it. But just because you're capable doesn't mean that it's worth the outcome. Because what happened was I, with my first two children, was back to work treating patients, get this, before their due date. Now, how is that even possible? It's very simple. And I'm sure so many of you have experienced this in your your own lives, where washing your body with cortisol and stress and doing too much, pushing your body too hard during pregnancy, your body just revolts and it becomes a toxic place for your child to be growing in. So both of my first two babies were born months ahead of their due dates, which meant months ahead of their due date, I was out of the office delivering a baby and unprepared because I had expected it months later which meant that I needed to get back to work ASAP because I had told myself all these stories about all the people that needed me. My team needed me. My patients needed me. My community needed me. Yes, my babies needed me. And I thought, everybody needs me. I got to just buckle down and get back to work before my due date even happened. So I really didn't even take a maternity leave with either of my first two babies. Oh. Take that in. Can you see from an outsider perspective that all my intention of doing for everybody else actually failed? You can just read the story right there because I was an ineffective leader with no sleep, no rest, my body not yet healed. I was an ineffective orthodontist, ineffective practitioner, ineffective mom, It was crumbling all around me because I was trying to do too much for others. I was sacrificing myself. And yes, it came from an incredible place of intention of love and caring for others. And this is the hard, challenging part for so many people that I speak to who really just do too much for others. And it's that they really care. They really want to do more for others. And sacrificing of themselves seems like an extremely loving thing. But the truth is, just as Carl Lagerfeld recognized and as I saw in my own life, it can actually do the opposite. And I want to now talk about the second part of what he was saying. And that is, he said, and nobody will care for you. Isn't that fascinating? When we give too much, when we sacrifice ourselves too much, it actually fosters resentment. Interesting, because I know that that's the opposite of our intentions when we do so. This is also seen so often in business, especially with all of you listeners who are 
entrepreneurs or starting out your businesses who are wearing all the hats so you're so comfortable just picking up the pieces when things fall down, especially if you are the business owner and your family's financial support depends on you, you tend to do this as well, I'm willing to bet. You sacrifice of yourself just to pull it all together. But the resentment that it fosters actually can come back to hurt you and to haunt you. Very true even in personal relationships. When we sacrifice of ourselves to pick up pieces for other people dropping the ball, we create resentment on our end and on theirs. What we need right now is to leverage happiness in the workplace. If you're a leader or manager struggling with retaining team members and frustrated with the current staffing shortage, group coaching for your team is your solution. Christina Unrein and I have partnered together to build a 10-week group coaching workshop for your business, focused directly on increasing happiness and positivity in the workplace. How do we do this? We use the awesome systems you already have in place and support your team members directly with tools for a mindset shift for awareness of their individual power to own their own happiness. Learn how to cultivate accountability for happiness in your team members and guide them with the tools to own their empowerment at work. Turning around workplace culture starts with individuals, and Christina and I are here for you. Email me at taryn at thebizofhappiness.com if you are ready to make workplace happiness your competitive advantage. You know, this happened in a small microcosm in, in my life as well with my relationship with my husband. Interestingly, we try to share responsibilities at home. And one of them is bedtime. So especially if you have little kids, you'd know this. And so we tried to share every other night bedtime. And of course, meetings come up or things come up where we had to share or trade evenings. But at least I knew that every other night I would have some freedom around bedtime to, you know, get things done or take care of myself or uh, answer emails or go grocery shopping. Well, Something that quietly happened over time was, I forget, there was something where Killian needed some time and there were a couple nights in a row there where he had to focus on something. And slowly our habit pattern became that I just started doing it every single night. And I was just sacrificing of myself and it doesn't seem like a very big sacrifice in the moment. And that's the part that catches us unaware is you start so innocently. But here's the question I want to ask yourself is, how do you feel? Checking in with yourself constantly, how do I feel? Do I feel depleted? Do I feel exhausted? Have I established these routine patterns and this delegation in business or at home, this support from other resources outside of myself, have I established them to feed me and to help me be my very best self? And am I now allowing those to slip? So it took a very important, honest conversation between my husband and I to just let him know how I'm feeling and ask him again, please, can you step in again and take that bedtime routine every other night, it actually really helps me. And just having that open and honest conversation was the bravest thing I could do. 
because it was very uncomfortable for me at the time to admit that I needed support, but it was the best, most important thing to do. And I couldn't just go on picking up the pieces. You know, it seems like such a small part, but you recognize if you're a mom, how important and valuable those moments are. And we need to take care of ourselves in the micro as well as in the macro, because you can very quickly see the resentment that would have formed if I hadn't had that open conversation. It just became easy. It just became routine. The same thing happens in leadership in our business. When we pick up the pieces for other people all around us. For example, if there are team members on your team who have dropped the ball and responsibilities of their job description, and you're just quietly just doing it yourself, or have you heard this line, I'll just do it myself, it's just easier, I know it'll get done correctly the first time. So many times we do that, and not only do we undermine our teammates, we actually foster that resentment if we keep doing it for them. Number one, they can't learn from it if we don't have an honest conversation about the importance of them taking accountability for their tasks and responsibilities in the office. But number two, it actually makes them feel like they're not capable or we don't recognize their strengths or we're not allowing them to stand in their greatest potential. As leaders, it is so important to have these difficult conversations with our teammates, especially when someone has dropped the ball. And I say difficult because I know how uncomfortable that is as a leader to sit down and as Brene Brown says, rumble in vulnerability with one another. But having these important conversations is critical because if all you do as a leader is step in and take care of the task, just get it done because you know you can and you don't value and respect your teammates enough to let them know when they've dropped the ball and give them the opportunity to rise up into a higher expectation of them, you will be creating and fostering that very silent resentment and discomfort between the two of you. And that relationship will become strained. Now, if you have recognized yourself in any of these stories this morning that I have been sharing with you, don't worry. First, I want you to first honor yourself because of how much you care. And I also want you to recognize how capable you are. You can do so much and you know it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it for everyone else. If you didn't think that your ability to take care of everybody else was so strong, you wouldn't be stepping in and just relieving people of their responsibilities. So bravo, you have high self-belief. That is a phenomenal characteristic, a phenomenal trait. High self-belief is something that not many people have. Now remember, there's a difference between self-worth and self-belief. We're not talking about self-worth right here. In fact, often when people do too much for others, they're struggling with a very low level of self-worth and we do more for others because we're trying to compensate and receive their love and their value. We're trying to do more for them so that they'll feel better and love us more. I'm not talking about self-worth. I'm saying you have high self-belief. 
And high self-belief is a very important tool to be able to turn this around. Because if you have been sacrificing of yourself at work, if you have been sacrificing of yourself in your personal life, you can turn that around. You have enough self-belief that you can learn a new way of interacting. You can learn a new way of self-care and self-preservation. If only so that you can do a better job for others, but also so that you can allow others around you to have, have the respect that they can do it for themselves. Giving the people around you the opportunity to show their true potential. It's empowering. It's a superpower of a great leader. It is difficult to do. I know I have been there. It is extremely difficult to do, but when you can step into this and be honest with yourself and honest with the people around you, you can actually lead in a much better, more intentional way. Now imagine this. Imagine if you could inspire accountability and responsibility for everyone in your life. Imagine if everyone just did their job, just did what you need them to do, and you did what they need you to do, and not more. Imagine if we all took care of ourselves enough and took care of our tasks enough and then had room to enjoy each other's company and support each other when we need to, but not at the risk of sacrificing ourselves. That sounds like a team that works well together. That sounds like a team that's going to go far. That sounds like a team that is willing to rumble in the vulnerability and to be better for each other and for their community. Here's the thing. I know you can do it. Sometimes all it starts with is awareness. So I hope that today's podcast episode has shared with you and shown you and woken you up to this possibility that maybe you could be doing too much for others. Thank you so much for joining me today. And please keep an eye open for the upcoming 21-day Positive Self-Talk Challenge. It's over on my private Facebook page, The Business of Happiness Hive. Look us up. Ask to be admitted into the group. It's a phenomenal group. And on October 1st, we, 2021, we start the 21-day Positive Self-Talk Challenge as a business owner, CEO. This is how to be the leader of your business or the leader of your dreams with positive self-talk. You're going to love it. It's going to empower you enormously. And until then, remember my friends, only when you feel good can you do good. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if you know of a colleague who could benefit from this perspective, empower their day and share this episode with them. Or check out more episodes on thebizofhappiness.com. I look forward to discussing happiness in business and in life with you further again next episode. And until then, remember, today is going to be a great day. Bye.